Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Untucked Podcast, where we care a lot more about a lot less. Today's episode, I'm actually going to be sharing a couple excerpts from a book that I'm reading by Matthew McConaughey. That book's called Green Lights. For all the Matthew McConaughey fans out there, I will say that this book does not disappoint. It is surprisingly entertaining, but also filled with um, very interesting and meaningful life lessons told in a very, very engaging way. Um, he actually narrates the audiobook, which is fantastic because uh, he almost gets into character, which is just, it. I mean, obviously he's an actor, so he's good at this, but it definitely is a, a new twist on an audiobook. I've never heard of an audiobook where someone is quite so animated um, as he is, which really, really helps with the storytelling. It really it really adds a whole nother level uh, from an entertainment standpoint. But entertainment factor aside, there is some really thought-provoking and deep spiritual, um, very, very impactful words and messages that he has um, for the reader. So what I want to do today was just um, go over a couple of the sections that I really liked, share those excerpts, and just talk through them. I found them very, very interesting. So here's the first excerpt, and I've got it titled, Life is a Verb, and we'll talk about that um, after, after you listen to Matthew. Our seat behind us. Let's do it. The light turned green. I hit the gas. Bumper sticker. Life like architecture, is a verb. If designed well, it works. It's beautiful, and it needs no directions. It needs maintenance. All right. And what he's talking about there is um, life is a verb, right? Now, what that might, what might that mean? I think what he's really trying to get across and what he talks about a lot in is um, basically not worrying so much about if you're right or wrong or if you win or you lose. It's more about, did you accept the challenge or did you play the game? Uh, did you did you try, right? And as cliche as that sounds, um, I really, really think that his approach to uh, his career now, uh, what appears to be his family, um, his kids, his wife, everything he does right now is really to try to push himself to to grow but then also to really show up in these different roles that he has in in a very active way so i think he alludes a lot to um almost just how it's very easy to get kind of sucked into your life and you're just going through things instead of really experiencing them so I think that's what he means by uh, life is a verb, right? That you need to actively engage in and manifest the life that you want in not just sit back and hope that these things come to you. The next one that I have uh, is titled what you want. Now to set this up, he had been doing a bunch of, of romantic comedies he was kind of known for romantic comedies, but then he wanted to do something a little bit more. So he stopped taking 
uh, romantic comedy jobs. So I think at this point, he's roughly a year and a half in to no work. And he's talking about um, a very aggressive uh, job offer and how he handles it. It was funnier, more dramatic, just an overall higher quality script than the first one I read with the $5 million offer. I mean, it was the same script with the exact same words in it, but it was far superior to the previous ones. I declined the offer. If I couldn't do what I wanted, I wasn't going to do what I didn't, no matter the price. So I love that. They came at him with a with an offer and he said no. Then they keep coming back, they keep coming back, they keep coming back. And it almost... It goes from what five million to almost fifteen million, so ten million dollar swing there. That's a lot of money, especially when you haven't worked for a year and a half. But he keeps saying no. He keeps saying no because he thinks that longer term, if he sticks to his guns and he waits it out, the payoff will be significantly greater, and he'll be able to actually challenge himself in his work and move into work that's really meaningful. So at the very end, the thing that he says that I really like is if. If he can't do what he wants, he's not going to do what he doesn't want to, right? So let's play that back one more time. Script. It was funnier, more dramatic, just an overall higher quality script than the first one I read with the $5 million offer. I mean, it was the same script with the exact same words in it, but it was far superior to the previous ones. I declined the offer. If I couldn't do what I wanted, I wasn't going to do what I didn't. No matter. If I couldn't do what I wanted, I wasn't going to do what I didn't. And I think a lot of times we get sucked into this with our careers, specifically, that we end up doing the things that we don't want to do because we're not either passionate about or, or willing to put forth the effort to actually really go for the things that we want to. So we end up being stuck doing the things that we don't really want to do. And I just love that he is basically sharing the fact that even at the highest stakes, right? He wants a certain type of work. He wants a certain type of job and he isn't getting it. But instead of giving in to, um, an opportunity, still a good opportunity, but not the opportunities he's looking for. He waits, he waits it out, he has faith, and he has an ultimate goal and a vision of where he wants to go. And ultimately he he gets there. So I just love that. So this next section is about him trying to consolidate the number of projects that he's working on. So at the time, his girlfriend is six months pregnant. He's about to have a child, his first child, and he really wants to to start consolidating the work that he's doing. So this is how um, how he talks about that. I had five things on my proverbial desk to tend to daily: family, foundation, acting, a production company, and a music label. I felt like I was making bees in all five. By shutting down the production company and the music label, I eliminated two of my five commitments with plans to make A's in the other three. I told my lawyer that I wanted to take care of my family, my foundation, and be an actor for hire. Simplify, focus, conserve to liberate. All right, all right, all right. So I like how he puts that because I struggle with this too. 
And it's basically you got too much stuff going on, so you can't really focus on it and give it your all. So you end up just dabbling in a lot of things. So what he's saying is basically before he ends up becoming a father and then having to juggle uh, these five things that he talks about, the production company specifically and the record label, the ones that he gets rid of, he wants to remove as much excess as he can so that he can focus on the three things that are most important to him, right? His family, his foundation and, and acting. So to me, that makes me think, okay, from a project standpoint, how many projects do I have going on right now? Do I need all those projects to be going on right now? What's the most important one? What's the one that I really want to focus all my energy into? And what do I need to eliminate in order to make that happen? So I really, really like that. Um, Instead of getting B's on five things, get A's in three things. That's a, it's a very easy way to, to comprehend that. And um, I think it's really meaningful. At the end there, you heard him say his famous, all right, all right, all right. Funny story. That is actually, uh, that phrase was the first thing he ever said on film. So this story has it that he got basically picked up to be an extra in a movie, he wasn't supposed to have any lines. He was just basically supposed to drive this car up in the movie Days and Confused. And instead, when they brought him on set, he was thinking through um, the character that he was going to play and how he might approach the scene. And he just says that, right? Because his thinking is there are basically four things that that he needed to have uh, a fun night, right? One of them was his car. The other one was, I think, uh -huh, a joint. And the other one was uh, music. And then the fourth one was supposed to be this girl that he was supposed to be uh, driving up towards in this, uh, in this diner scene. And all right, all right, all right, is basically him checking off the three things that he has one of which that he wants to add is the girl in the scene. So it's funny how that stuck with him his whole career. And it was literally the first thing he ever said on camera and it wasn't even scripted. Crazy. Now this last one that we're going to go through is basically him talking about being true to yourself. No one will apprehend us when we don't because no one will know except us. An honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. And when we lie down on ours at night, no matter who's in our bed, we all sleep alone. The voluntary obligations are our personal Jiminy Crickets, and there are not enough cops in the entire world to police them. It's on us. So I really like what he's saying here is, no matter who you lie down in bed with, you always sleep alone. And it's true. Right. At the end of the night, you close your eyes, it's just you and your thoughts. And can you come to terms with the things that you did or did not do, the things that you said or did not say, the the truth that you told or maybe the lies that you told? And how might that affect your ability to um to just settle in to yourself, right? When there's no there's no inputs, there's no uh distractions, it's just you and your pillow. So I really like the way that he puts it in terms of you're basically keeping promises to yourself and no one is going to know if you break them, except you will know, right? 
And that should be enough, hopefully is enough, for you to keep yourself in check, but also for you to understand the value of keeping those promises such that when you do go to lay down your head at night, you can do it, you can do so peacefully. So those were just a few of the snippets from the book that I really thought were were powerful. There's a whole first section of the book that I really didn't even think about the idea of clipping the audio. So I actually didn't even know how to clip the audio. So I want to go back and re-listen to it and um, clip some more of the sections at the beginning of the book because there were a lot of things that I really, really liked. I just have no idea where they're at. So there'll probably be another episode like this where I go back through the rest of the book and add in a few more sections that I really like and talk about those. But so far, this book has been very entertaining. Uh, it's very helpful. And it's it's a nice mix of entertainment, but also, um, you know, thought-provoking ideas, right? Told in a very, a very easy to understand way. So I'd highly recommend you checking out Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. It's a, it's a fantastic book. And that wraps up another episode of the Untucked Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If so, consider subscribing, share it with a friend, or leave a review. All those things help us find more people. And until next time, see ya.